Welcome to our Crivetti Orthopedics and Sports Medicine podcast number eight. I'm Dr. Mike Crivetti, and I'm here with one of my bestie patients for many years, uh, Glenn. I say Hecaveria, he Close. says Echeveria. Echeveria. Close. Close enough. I, I'll um, take it. I'm going to get it. God, I've been calling you. That's all right. Everybody I tell everybody you about else. You, so. Starting with my kindergarten teacher. There you go. I think we're going to call this series, you know, Frank said it yesterday, we, or, or our podcast number seven. He said, you know what you should call this series? We're going to call it The Real Deal. Because that's what we're trying to really get across to patients and to everybody. Like, this is about the real deal. Glenn had uh, bilateral knee replacement. A little crazy, but bilateral knee replacement. And, uh, and we're going to share the story. And we're going we're to tell you all about it. So anybody out there that needs two knees, we're going to tell them uh, what, it was like and, what it was like and how you felt and uh. what you thought. But let's go back to when we met at uh glenn works in a restaurant and we met god that was a christmas party christmas party yeah and you came in with your staff and i've been watching you you know you you, your billboards are everywhere your commercials are everywhere and i was looking for a a second consultation and you came in and i was like you dressed up to the knives mr cool dr provetti (laughs) And uh, had all my girl, my you had the girls, and you were having a good time. And I and I remember you. I didn't get to wait on you, but I remember you leaving. And I was like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna come see you." And you're like, "Come see me right away," because I think you said something like, "I wa- I saw you walking," and you're like, "You got to come see me." And at, at that time, that was years ago, and I wasn't as bad as. We ended up being as bad as at the before the surgery. So you weren't you weren't quite the cowboy walk yet. <laughs> exactly. You did look like you were riding a horse, but I don't even know those legs were a little curvy. I don't worthy. even know if you call that cowboy. People say you look like you got off a of buffalo, you know. And I was like, oh my god, that was it. So you came to the office. Back sixteen was our yeah. first visit. I mm-hmm. I, I remember, it. and uh, we had talked. I mean, how old were you then? Oh my God, that was that was us. I'm 51 now, so oh I was yeah, 40, 45, 45, yeah, 46, I mean, something like that. Yeah, seriously, you're, uh, that was four years ago, 47. Yeah. 40, and we're thinking to ourselves, we take these x-rays, and you know your knees are bone on bone, oh, all yeah. the cartilage oh, is yeah. gone, and I'm thinking for to myself, years like that, yeah. and I'm thinking to myself, how do I keep this guy out of surgery, exactly. right? Trying to get you into your 50s, and mm-hmm. I still think you're too young to have knee replacements, but... Uh, Obviously, we'll talk about why we did yeah. it, but in that first four years, we yeah. saw each other quite a bit, mm-hmm. but we did... We did treatments, we did the we did Synvis, the, the gel we did, injections, we did the gel, we did the cortisone, I came in for the cortisone shots, and yeah, I mean, you were just... The thing about you is your your blatant honesty about everything, you know, and you came to me one time, and instead of saying, you got to get it done, you're like, when the time's right, you'll know when, to, when we'll get this done. And you were right. You were 100% right. I mean, it, it finally clicked. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. There was nothing else we could do. You're, well, you, you, you feel bad when you sit there and somebody says, what, what should I do? Yeah. And I'm like, I know I don't mean, mean to be a wise guy, but you know, you got to kind of pick when you're ready. Yeah. Here's the options that you have. You've got cortisone, you got gel, yeah. you got therapy, you got, you know, modify your life a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden in January... Yeah. What happened? Like, why did you all of a sudden, you go, all right, that's it. I mean, you're 51 years old the, getting knee replacements. The quality of life that I was living then, bone on bone, pain. I mean, I lived with pain for 
15 plus years. I mean, you said that, yeah. And I was popping 800 ibuprofen like there were Tic Tacs. I didn't go anything stronger because I'm, you know, I'm scared of cat. But just to get through the daily, you know, waking up in the morning, doing my job. I mean, it took me 10 minutes plus just to wrap my knees up, get ready for a shift at work, and at the end of it, it was a dead. I was a dead soldier. There was nothing more I could do. I had to go home and and getting getting those pains in the middle of the night because I would turn over and my knee would just like it was like somebody was stabbing me and I couldn't go anywhere afterwards you know if I thought about doing a a trip it was like you know god I gotta walk you know it was just my quality of life was starting to become so bad that I was I gave up I was like that's it isn't it it amazing how pain whether it be a hip a knee a shoulder it kind of takes you over you oh yeah your thoughts it's all you think about your thoughts you're looking down a hallway and you're thinking you're thinking okay how do I get down that hallway and you start to think so we We, finally get we we go to California a lot and we would go to beaches and I would I would find a beach that I didn't have to walk a half a mile into to get to the water you know it was like you know Pacific Beach PB Beach was one of my favorites because the only reason why it was my favorite because it was a close beach it wasn't a long walk so yeah I mean every everything I did had to do with am I going to be pain is this going to be painful am I going to be able to do it is you know do I want to do this Disneyland trips were out the window I was like forget that I'd be in bed for two days after that Crazy. So you're 51, mm-hmm. right? And we decide. And then and then you asked me, I remember you're like, well, should I do both of them at the same time? And I was like, no. well, well, I certainly wouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, no, you were, you were adamant about that. You were like, don't, yeah, that's, it's a tough surgery. And, and I'll say this to your, to your, you know, to your clients out there and future clients to do four weeks like we did. Oh yeah. That was tough. That was tight. I, I, I wouldn't recommend it. Six weeks. Yeah, at, at week three with the first right knee, I was like, dude, I'm going to call him up and just reschedule this. <laughs> now, what am I, what was I thinking? But then that week four hit, I was like, all right, let's just do it. Let's, let's get it done. Yeah, I, I really know how to make friends and influence oh, people. Oh, yeah, right? you're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do it in four weeks. I will cut you. Uh, uh, and I actually meant it. Um, but so we do the first knee, mm-hmm. and then you, so you come that day, you're all fired up, right? And then what were you thinking? Like, you're 51, you're about to have a knee replacement. What are you thinking in that pre op area? Like, looking up there, you got you know, really nice nurses, right? Their art staff's wonderful. But right. tell me, what are you thinking? I wasn't, you know what? You, the, there was, there's always a fear. You know, you'll, as a natural human being, you'll have some kind of fear of the unknown. And that was it. It was the unknown. But once I got here, once I settled in, once I saw your your setup, you know, and I know you, you know, me and you've always had this great relationship. Yeah. You know, it was you're more than that doctor patient. You know, you were, I could talk to you. You know, you understood and all that good stuff. So when I got to the center and I'm laying there and I'm just like, I was pumped. I really wasn't you know scared, but I was really pumped. I wanted to get it done. I was like, let's go. I'm gonna have a new knee. You know, we're gonna I'm gonna have this bionic knee and and when I was there and, you know, saw it. the girls, they were so freaking nice. And then after the fact that, you know, the, the afterwards, ugh, like you can't shut me up about the experience that I had. <laughs> you know, and that's one of the things we tried to create 10 years ago when I built this place was to change the oh. medical experience, right? Like make it different. Okay, it's a hospital and you get your IV and you're, and, and you're in this gown and you're in this room and there's beeping going on yeah. all around you all night long. You, you know, midnight, somebody comes in to check your blood pressure. Right. I'm thinking, there's got to be a better way to do this, right? And the pre-treatment, I mean, you guys were on it. I mean, every question in 
anything that I asked, you know, and the, and the explanation step by step was just completely detailed out. I was like, all right, yeah. You know, and we do ask you the same question oh, over yeah. and over. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, no chance the, right knee, the right knee, right? And I was like, yeah, he wrote on it. That's the one right there. Yes. Can you spell your name? Can yeah. you spell your name? Who uh, are you? Yes. Okay. So we kill that. So we go back, we do the surgery. Mm-hmm. You're in the recovery room for two hours. And then all of a sudden, here comes our therapists, our nurses, and they were like, um, I know you had a knee replacement two hours ago, but you got to get up and gotta walk. Get up. Yeah. And what, what, did you, what did you think? Like, I, I got to get like, up and walk? Well, I, you, you guys prepped me on that for months on end. So I knew I, I knew I was like, but I did not know it was going to be two hours after my leg was wrapped up like a mummy. And uh, then you threw the machine down, the, the glider, the assistant walker that was coming out of the roof. I'm like, what the hell? And boom, I got on there. And yeah, we did a couple of, you know, a couple. Of, I, I think I did 100 yards that day going up and down. Yeah, so it was good. Yeah, it was, it was a little taken aback, but hey, you got me up. I was walking around. Let's get real for a minute and talk about the pain the yeah. second day. All right, because you know that first day you got the numbing Woo! block. Everybody loves everybody. <laughs> There's a lot of hugs, and then second day, not much hugging going on. No. Right, so the block's starting to wear off, and you're thinking, "What in the heck did I just do?" Right. That's what made me almost stop the second surgery. But I'll tell you this: so you guys prep me, you warn me, the girls warn me. You know, they're your nurses, your daytime nurses, Shannon and Michelle, actually befriended. You know, we. Real estate cards. I've done some business with uh, both of them. No way. Yeah, I, I, I didn't we'll know go that. through that. And See, then, all you gotta do is give a guy some pain pills. And yeah, no. hey, you're but they you're were prepping me. They were like, and I'm like feeling good that first day. You know, yeah, I was in a little pain. And Michelle, Michelle's like, okay, we'll wait till tomorrow. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. And bam. Oh yeah, that yeah. pain is uh, it was the, the real deal. The real, deal. the real deal. Yeah, I mean, I. But the great, and I'll tell you right now. Again, the reason why your surgical center is so top-notch is that the service, and remember, I come from a service-based industry. Right. I hit a a button, somebody was there within a minute to two minutes, you know, hey, Michelle, I need more pain pills from Shannon. Do this. And they're like, what would you like? And I'm just like, give me this, this, and this just to get me through that day. And then they go after today, it's going to be a lot better. And... Bam, day three, right before I was going to leave, it was better. There's no excuse, and I've said this for a long time, there's no excuse, and we call it our under five program, where Mm -hmm. we try and keep everybody's pain under five. There's no excuse, really, to have a ton of pain that's not controlled, right? I mean, we have medicine, we got people, we have, I mean, so that under five program is really important to me. So day three, you're going to go home. Yep. We're casting you out to your life, right? And you get out and you get well, in your you, car. Well, what's funny, too, is your, your physical therapist is like, all right, we're going to go up and down stairs. I'm like, what? And he's like, <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? He goes, yeah, we're going to go up and down stairs. And I, I have a two-story house, and that was the other thing. I was like, okay, i got to get my bed downstairs bedroom. He goes, no, you'll, you'll be able to go upstairs as soon as you get home. I'm like, what? And sure enough, physical therapist is throwing me on the stairs. And I'm like, all right. And the way he showed me how to do it, that was, you know, that was a killer. That was a key. And back to the 51-year-old thing, right? So you're 51 years old on a walker. On a walker. <laughs> exactly. Like you're on a walker. Yeah. Like my grandpa. And I look a good uh, 51. Grandpa. I don't really look 51. But, yeah, I'm, a, I'm on a walker. It was hilarious. How many, when you got home, how many days were you on the walker? Um, let me see. So... The walker was more of a, of a guide to help me get to to and from, obviously. Yeah, and balance. Balance, balance yeah. yeah. But after about, like, I would say 
after about a week and a half, I let that walker go because I was able to balance on the leg, walk really good. Um, but yeah, about a week for me, it was about a week and a half. I would say, yeah. I think that's average. I yeah. always tell people five to seven days. Yeah. I think and then you you go onto a cane, and then next thing you know, how do you know when you come off the cane when you leave it somewhere? No, I I went from walker just a straight walker. Oh, you did. You didn't. Even, I didn't even oh, use a cane. Yeah. No, I, 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 I felt so, and that was one of the things that like got to me was I couldn't believe how sturdy my new knee was. You know, at, at one point there was you know. To me to walk up and down the stairs a perfect example before we did the surgery i fell down the stairs first time ever you know yeah. ever that and because of i my my knee just gave out and that was another set telltale sign and but after the walker and i'm starting to walk around i just felt that strength out of that knee and that leg and i was like Let's go. I'm walking up and down. And even the family was just like, I can't believe you're walking. And I'm like, yeah, because I feel like this knee is just like rock solid. And you're doing therapy at home, right? Yep. Therapists oh, come yeah. in. you got there. the motion machine. Yeah. You're doing the whole deal. Come back for your three-week visit, <laughs> which I remember. Mm-hmm. Come back for your three-week visit. And I kind of stuck my head around That's the right. door. And I'm like, yeah. so how's it going? Because mm-hmm. the young guys, the younger folks, this is crazy to think but the younger people mm-hmm. have a harder recovery sometimes because of their muscle mass because of their mm-hmm. the, the healing how quick they heal scar tissue wants to form so you come back and i'm looking at you and you're like okay we got your other knee coming up in a week what do you think i was like the, i think we might have to reschedule <laughs> I, was, I was getting to that point where i was like i wanted to reschedule but i was determined because i had the time off and I went through the experience once before, so really that fear wasn't there. The fear of day two, the pain, that was there, you know. And but for me to get that, because if if you saw me, I had one straight leg, and then the other one was crooked as hell, you know. And I was like, I've got to get this other one straightened out. And that was that was the other thing too. That was the motivating factor for me more than anything. I want to tell you though, I didn't tell you this before, but I have that I want to reschedule conversation ninety eight percent of the time oh, yeah. when somebody has them scheduled for even sometimes six weeks apart. Oh, yeah. I have that conversation. Oh, I bet. And, you. and every time I say, "Listen, we're going to do this. Yeah. It's going it, to it's going to stink, oh, yeah. but we're going to do it." And then when it's done, and when you come back for that next three week visit, yeah. you're going to go. I'm so glad we did that. And it happened, didn't Oh, it? yeah. I mean, for me, the pain level that I always experienced, and a lot of people will relate to this, that knee pain, that constant walking, sitting down, laying down, sleeping, that stabbing, in the, that constant knee pain that I've always knew, when I had the surgery done, the pain was there, but it was a different Perfect. pain. It was like a pain, a pain you knew would go away. Yeah, it was a pain that like <laughs> I knew I was recovering the bones, you know, whatever. But then that knee pain that I always knew and felt and, you know, if I could write it down, I would, was not there. You know, yeah, you had the pain of the stitches and the scarring, right. but that pain that it was not there anymore. And that was the other thing, too, that just blew me away. What did you think? We, you know, that we did the first one in May, right? Yeah. And if you haven't heard. May, May yeah. If, if you haven't heard, we're in a pandemic. Oh, yeah. Um, it, but uh, what did you think doing it during that? Because I think so many people, I had two different sets of people. I had one group that was in the industry yeah. that you're in and everybody closed, right? Yeah. Every, every hotel, casino, hotel, yeah. everything closed. Mm-hmm. And I had that one group that for five years, and, and I got the staff together and asked them, I said, 
who wants to work or should we all just let you shut it down? Yeah. Not one person of the 58 I remember people, that conversation. You not one person of the 58 people that worked for me, I said, you all email me and tell me, mm-hmm. said they didn't want to work okay. because for five years, like yourself, we had been injecting people and keeping them going. Now the the hotels and casinos closed, now and now they have time. Yeah. So our March and April were crazy operating on all these people, right? May, yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. But what did you think? You're, you're thinking... COVID, this, what did you think about having surgery during that? Well, I mean, I was, um, obviously, you know, with the COVID, there's different opinions and different thoughts about it. And obviously, for me, yeah, I believed it, you know, and I and I realized that there was something out there. But the way you guys handled it, the staff, and, you know, the talking and the bullet points and your girls and everybody wearing masks, never had a fear about that. I mean, I think you were probably, in, in my opinion, more due diligence towards you know, making sure everything is sterilized, clean, everybody's following the proper protocols. And I think that was, for me, that was the peace of mind going, he's got this. I mean, it's not like you're not going to be super serious about it. And so that's how I felt out of all this. And then when you said your girls are, and we had this conversation where you asked them, hey, do you guys want the surgical center open? And you and everybody agreed. And yeah. Everybody jumped on board. I, I got to be honest, it's been, you know, six months, right, since March or whatever it's yeah. been. And it is just, I think we've taken care of, I think we like 4,000 people, oh, yeah. not in surgery, but that we've seen in the office and mm-hmm. everybody's been here and not one case. Yeah. Not one case. Not yeah. one case, nothing, where we had one scare, we had a, 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 a husband of an employee with a false positive. Okay. Set the world on fire, right? Yeah, the world went crazy and it lasted 24 hours and we were all right back in the game, everybody back in and uh, continued taking care of people. So we're, we're what was the second one? What date did we do the second We did one? that on June 11th. So we are, what, four months? Four months. Four months. And four months and five months. Mm-hmm. All right. What's the coolest thing that's that happened to you? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I took up golf. I got my golf lessons back. I did just, you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Dude, yeah, I took my golf lessons back. Was, that was one of my main priorities is get back on the golf course. I joined the gym, which that was never going to – I you would ask me years ago, like, yeah, right. And, I mean, dude, you gave me back my life. Thanks, I mean, man. bro, I mean, I can't even – I'm such a cheerleader for you and the process and your whole surgical center and the way things worked out for me that you can't shut me up. I mean, everybody that asked there's me, no, There's nothing wrong with that. We got uh, a lot of knees to put Oh, in. yeah. I mean, my Facebook, my Instagram. I mean, I posted everything about, you know, my experience. I documented my experience a little bit through social media. And Something tells me you picked the right guy for the podcast. Oh, yeah. And obviously, <laughs> you were part of that kind of, you know, why I did what I did. So, I mean, for me to, for, you know, for me not to have, out, out, you know, walking up and down the stairs now, I literally walked up and down the stairs without grabbing a handrail, oohing and aahing with every step. And I caught myself doing that. And I was like, dude, it's just unbelievable. You know, we came up with this campaign uh, all of a sudden, and it's called I Can Again. Yeah. And you just exemplified everything right. about I Can Again. Yeah, yeah. And if you go to ICanAgain.com, you'll pull up, like, there's, what, 100 stories on yeah. there of what people can do again. Mm-hmm. But uh, listen, I love you, man. You're an awesome dude. Thank you for doing this for oh, me yeah, today. Of course. Enjoy those new knees. Anything. I can't wait to all the stories to hear all about right. all the cool stuff you Anything do. you want. I mean, I... Tell your clients to call me if they want to step. I'll tell you this too. You're very good at detailing what's going to happen next. 
with your with your app that would that you know we I got from the recovery suites and them the telling, videos on the website. Like, oh yeah, everything. I mean, I'll tell you right now, you were saying things on the app, and I'm like, how the hell did he know that? <laughs> you know, how the hell did you know I was gonna cry this one day because I just felt horrible? You know, it was, it was the weirdest thing. I thought it was like this guy. This guy got a phone. Is he listening in on me or something like that? Every, you know, we, when we sat down to do that, if you go to uh, CrebettiOrtho.com and you go to videos, I'll give you the first 30 days. I did oh, yeah. 30 videos. Oh, yeah. And you wonder why I did that. You know why? Because I've done 9,000 knee replacements. Oh, yeah. So in the, I know those 30 days pretty well. And wasn't it funny, like day 12 or something, somebody came in yesterday and said, how did you know I was going to say something really bad about oh, yeah. you? <laughs> I was pissed. That was a couple of times where I was just like, how the hell did he know I was going to have such a bad day? Because I was just like, oh. And it's granted week three prior to surgery number two. And yeah. I was like, I'm not doing this. And they're like... You know, your, your app was like, keep positive, blah, blah, That's it. I'm going for it. Awesome. Thanks so much, Glenn. You're, no, you're awesome, welcome. buddy. I appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you. everybody.